In this episode, we talk about the identity of gospel grace. Thank you for listening to our podcast, Gospel Grace Church in the Beginning. Follow Hack, Mike, and Mike as they share how the Lord is leading them to plant a church in central Indiana. In this episode, we will discuss the identity of gospel grace. All right, my name is Mike Schoenrock, your host, and I'm joined by Hack McPhee and Mike Foley here in the studio. Hey guys, glad to see you here this morning as we're recording, but before we really get into the identity part, for some of you that are listening, maybe you were there, some of you may have missed it, but Hack, we just had our VIP meeting, we talked about it the last two episodes, um, give the people a recap, uh, maybe fill in a little bit if they missed out, uh, but I know it was an exciting time for us, an exhausting weekend, um, but it, it was great to see the Lord work there. Hack, uh, fill, fill the people in. Yeah, we had a great meeting. You know, the whole point was to cast a greater vision, provide some helpful information, and then have intentional prayer. And we did all of those three, all of those things. I think we had around 110, 115 people. That includes uh, children, people from our sending church, and then others that are just kind of interested. And so it was great to see that. And really, what we wanted to do was just praise God for His work, uh, both past, present and future as we look ahead to what gospel grace is to be. And so one of the things we wanted to highlight, like, what is the gospel, right? And so real quickly, we just touched on, you know, Christ reconciles God, man, that is the good news. And we wanted to proclaim that. And then we, we briefly talked about grace, God's unmerited favor towards man, God giving us what we don't deserve and could never earn, but so desperately need. And so really wanted to just you know, praise God for those two aspects of Gospel Grace Church. And um, then we just kind of talked about a little bit about the Great Commission and what God is calling us to. And God is calling each and every Christian to get out of their comfort zone, to be committed, and to live on mission. And when we think of church planting, that's exactly what we're wanting to do. And so we just talked about that. You know, I was thinking of John chapter 12, where he's talking to his disciples, and he says, Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do works that I do, and greater works than these will he do. And so even today, God is calling us to be about doing this good work of God, through God, uh, his spirit, and in accordance with his word. And so we're really excited about that, and just a a joyous occasion. Uh, It was a little stressful. We... um, had never really been in that building as a group. And so getting things set up, getting things all ready. But all in all, we look back and just re- really rejoice in a good day. And so, um, yeah, that's kind of a quick overview. Uh, yes, quick overview. Hey, um, thank you to everybody that did come. I know some people came um, that know that they're not going to actually physically be apart. Um, but you supported us. So it was cool seeing some that we know that are in our corner and that that means a lot to us too uh, especially leaving noblesville baptist and going somewhere else um having that support and that love uh to see the kingdom expand and uh so it was great to see uh that support too now um the reason why we're doing these podcasts if you were somebody that missed you got the quick recap from hack you're going man that sounded good but we were under the weather or we were out of town that's why we're doing the podcast so uh, information within these first four episodes that you'll listen to were either covered there or we're even to be able to cover in more detail these episodes. So yeah, you may have missed out on just the having a hundred people or so together excited, 
Uh, but on the information, as long as you're listening to this podcast, you'll be filled in. So coming back, um, when it comes to the identity of a church, there are a number of ways we could explain it. Uh, for the purpose of this episode, we will discuss our purpose and promise. So, Hack, let's start with you. And can you explain to the listeners the importance for a church to establish a mission statement and core values? Now, at, at Gospel Grace, we use the terminology of purpose and pillars. Hack? Yeah, I heard it said once, direction determines destination. And imagine with me for a moment if we're in Florida and we want to go to San Diego and we're off by one or two degrees, rather than flying straight into San Diego, we might end up flying straight into Seattle. And we would be greatly disappointed if we wanted to be on the beaches of San Diego and we're in the rainy area of Seattle. So when we think of purpose or our mission statement, really this is our our main goal, our desired end, the destination on the horizon where we want to strive and aim to be. And so when we think of having a mission statement, we think of, well, where do we want to be and how do we get there? And so um, we have established this purpose statement uh, that says we exist to be and make gospel-centered disciples who enjoy God's grace and extend God's glory. Now, the wording may be a little unique to Gospel Grace Church, but really, the, the wording, the idea behind all of this is really the, the great commission given by Jesus in Matthew chapter 28 of just seeking to make disciples and glorify God. And so, I mean, what is our existence? What is our purpose? Well, t- to be gospel-centered disciples, but then not, not just that, but to actually then be committed to making gospel-centered disciples. And this shouldn't be a grind in life, but it's really something that we gladly rejoice in, embracing this task is not done and completed by me, but by God's grace working in me. And so we want to rejoice in that. This is a joyful purpose that we uh, get to embark on. And why do we do it? Well, not for the, the glory of me and Mike and Mike and the glory of man. No, but for the glory of God. And so we want to do that both locally and globally, so we want to extend God's glory and see God continue to do great things both here and abroad. And we want that to be on the big picture horizon of what we do and why we do it. And so this is truly a work of God through his spirit, according to his word, but him using uh, man uh, and the church really as the means to, to help us reach that end goal. So that's what we call our purpose uh, you would think of it in a mission statement, a corporate sense. Now, uh, Mr. Foley, with that, we build out what some people may know as core values. We call it our pillars. So we heard from Hack. This is the reason importance behind it, having this purpose statement. And now we're going to flesh it out with what we call the pillars, or some people would be, you'd recognize it more as our core values uh, for gospel grace. Could I uh, say one other thing in regards to the purpose and the pillars being connected? Um, the, the gospel of Christ is the vehicle and God's grace is really the, the fuel to get us to mm-hmm. this yeah. desired end, this purpose. But really the pillars or core values help us to point us in the right direction. Um, you know, we can almost think of these pillars as kind of roadmaps to help us stay the course. You know, it's so easy to get sidetracked. So as a church, 
we need to have some foundational pillars that help strengthen and establish our steps as a church. And so when we think of pillars, um, these are just to really help us, point us to stay on on track of our, our main purpose, right? That, that that main mission, keeping that in mind. So having said that, Mike, you can uh, share some of those pillars. Sure, and that's, that's a great point. Yeah. Like these pillars are not separate from our mission statement. You know, they didn't just come out of thin air. They really flow from it, and they're really meant to support that, you know, as Hack said. And the first of our pillars is pro- proclaiming biblical truth. We want to strive to study, teach, and preach the entire counsel of God's Word. You know, I've heard it said that we want to be a New Testament church. Yes, but we preach, teach, and study a two testament Bible. And, and so we we want to take full advantage of all of the grace and wisdom and truth that God has given us. We affirm that the entire Bible is useful to instruct us, to convict us, to guide us, to, to bring us back to where we need to be, and then help us move forward. And so we affirm the authority and the sufficiency of God's word to change, transform, and guide us, right? God's word gives life. It gives life. We also believe strongly in intentional, passionate prayer. I mean, we strive to continually bring our adoration, right, our confession, thanksgiving, and supplications before the throne of God in prayer. We affirm that the fervent prayer of God's people in accordance with God's word is a worthy investment of our time, right? God's prayer is a means by which we show our humility, our our submission, our need and dependence upon God. Like prayer is not something that we use to change God, but prayer is, it's, it's one of the means by which God changes us. There is just something sweet about prayer. We can start off down, confused, hurt, worrying. And by the time we end, we're praising God. Yeah. It is just, it is a beautiful thing. And then we long to exalt Christ in worship. We strive to exalt Christ in our worship through the joyful presentation of our lives as we sing and serve the Lord. And so this, obviously, it it includes congregational worship. There is something special when God's people come together to worship him in his presence. You know, you know, a little piece of heaven on earth is not chocolate cake as, as, as tasty as it may be, right? It's, it's, it's not a beautiful sunset with an ocean view as wonderful. Like I affirm those things are awesome. I've eaten a lot of chocolate cake, (laughs) not had as many ocean views as, as I would like, but you know, that's okay. No, a little bit of heaven on earth is God's people gathered together in his presence to receive his blessing and give it back to him and worship. Right. But it doesn't stop there. It doesn't end there. It acts as a springboard, right? As, as we go out Monday and Tuesday and Wednesdays, et cetera, and we present our lives to him as worship, 
right? As we serve him through our work, through our, 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 how we interact with family and friends and in, in, in everything we do. And so we affirm the importance of worshiping Christ through the spirit to the glory of the father. You know, I'm so glad you said that, Mike. You know, so oftentimes people might think of worship as something that we merely do on Sunday. And yeah. Sunday is a special day dedicated yeah. to gathering together to worship God. But worship isn't something that we do for an hour. Worship is right. why we were created. It's really mm. an outpouring, an overflow of who we are. And so while we do worship, really, we are created to be worshipers. And so it's really part of our, our, our identity. And so as a church, we want to collectively embrace the importance of gathering together for worship. But then as we say the final amen on Sunday and we spread out, we continue to worship God in our work, in our play, in our attitude, actions, every right. aspect of life, we are seeking to worship and exalt Christ in all that we say and do. And so... Um, we don't want worship to be confined to a one-hour time frame, but really yeah. the 24-7 uh, approach to our life, just gospel grace full of true worshipers and inviting others to come and worship, behold Him, and then be transformed by the Word of God and become true worshipers of Him as well, because that's why we're created. And so, good stuff. Thanks, Mike. All right, so we've covered three out of the five pillars. First one is... Proclaiming biblical truth, then it's intentional, passionate prayer. Third, Christ-exalting worship. And we've got two more, uh, the fourth one being essential covenant community. We strive to truly come together as a collective group of believers based on the truths of the gospel. Uh, we affirm the importance of joining together to share in both the joys and struggles of life. I love that we, you know, it's essential I'm very thankful um, for what I would say my my upbringing, uh, my the Christian heritage, the godly heritage my parents passed on to me. Church was essential. Uh, we were in a time for we're in a time now, especially with children being able to dictate. No, we're not going to church or things like that, or people planning other things that replace church. I grew up three to thrive Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. We are there. Why the church doors are open. It's an important thing. It's a central part at gospel grace. It's essential for the covenant community to meet together on Sunday. Very important for us, but also it's going to be important in our community groups that we're going to be establishing and make a huge part. We want people not just to see each other on Sunday, but build lives, a covenant community life around other believers living close to them so they can better shine in their communities. You need support. Your Christian life is not meant to be an island or just taken mm -hmm. in via YouTube or a sermon on a Sunday, but really gauging, make sure that that covenant community is essential uh, to you and your family's life. And the last pillar is meaningful gospel engagement. Uh, we strive to live on mission and to be about God's kingdom work. It's easy at times to be distracted with maybe some other good works, um, but we need to be meaningful in our engagement. And it's about God's kingdom work. It's first and most important, the gospel changes lives. The Holy mm. Spirit convicts the soul of the need of a Savior. We can't expect society and our neighbors to quickly conform to what we know is truth on how we should conduct our lives 
uh, without understanding they need the transforming truth of the gospel. So we affirm we are to invest in discipleship, <laughs> share gospel with others, and establish more kingdom outposts through planting churches. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, we're a church plant, but man, that one day we could, I don't know how long in the future, but know that we're part <laughs> of other church plants. We're sending out a church plant from us. Yeah. Uh, will be a great time. And so looking forward to that hack, you know, we covered these five uh, pillars. Is there anything uh, you want to add before we move on uh, from this to the other part of the uh, podcast? Yeah. So the core pillars, we didn't put 10 verses behind all of those, but no doubt um, we could. Um, We realize God's word is the guiding compass for this course. So these pillars, these, these, road markers help us to stay on course, but it's all rooted and grounded in God's word. Like that's what we need. So this work is not the work of man, but really the work of God in accordance to his word. And so I just want us to be mindful of that. It's not a, we do these five things and then we have a great church. No, no, no. By God's grace, according to his word, we do these things and then allow the the results um, up to God to do what he wants to do. So the purpose statement and pillars of Gospel Grace Church is the foundation upon which we build our identity. Now, words on a paper can set a target, but we need people to put it into practice before we can really claim that it's our identity. So this will lead us to the promise and practices of ministry partners of Gospel Grace Church. Uh, Fully, we're going to pivot here from a broader picture of our identity to now discussing the buy-in or expectations of ministry partners of Gospel Grace Church. Can you explain uh, the promise portion, or our promise, for ministry partners? Sure. And I'm going to start with just just a quick summary. Uh, we commit to worship Christ, walk with Christ, work for Christ, and witness for Christ. And and as you can see, this is a holistic picture of life. Um, you know, obviously the worship part, we, we talked about that with Christ exalting worship. It does not end on Sundays, right? And we move on to that. That's our walk, right? Our, our style of life, like Christ is Lord, not over Sundays, not over a little portion of life. He is not put in some box. He is Lord. And we long to make that scene in every area of life including work, not just work that we, yes, we are going to do for, uh, for the church and, and as part of a church plant there, yep, there will be plenty of work to do at the church, but, but it extends beyond that, right? We, we, we go to work five days a week, eight to 10 hours a day for hardworking guys like Shone Rock. It may be 12 to 14, but I mean, it's a significant portion of our life. And we don't want to box Christ and God out of that. And and then this leads us to our witness, right? Part of our witness is our testimony, right? It's, it's great to invite people to church, but not after you just kicked your dog, kicked your cat and cursed the mailman, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, yes. I mean, you know, it, it, it should, our life should be used by Christ to draw people, right? I've heard it said, you know, do we want to be something or someone that, that Christ has to overcome to draw someone to him? Or do we want to be someone that Christ uses? And right in this promise is not so much, right? Yes, it is 
right? A vertical promise. We, we, we as partakers of salvation and the new covenant, we have made a commitment to God. But this is, this is really a promise to each other, right? As we work as a church body, this is something that, um, you know, we talk a lot or you may hear a lot about uh, accountability, right? This is, these are things that I want Mike, Hack, and, and some of you, hopefully, to be holding me accountable for. Um, and it should not be an, an odd thing. Um, it may be a little uncomfortable, but it should not be an odd thing um, that out of love, right? We would kind of spur each other on. Um, you know, it's, it's a loving thing to help pick each other up. Um, and, and these are ways in which we can do that. Um, and so it's, uh, it is really something that, that we want our body to take seriously, this promise to each other. So thanks, Mike. You know, with our promise for anybody else, uh, a promise, we, we use the terminology, our promise. Uh, you may better know, in, in especially in a Baptist heritage of the covenant, the church's covenant, going back to the New Hampshire Baptist co- uh, covenant, uh, where churches have adopted that. Uh, so when we think of, say, our promise to help for listeners, it's really the covenant that when you join as a member or become part of the church, uh, that you affirm. So hat going from the affirmation of the covenant or what we have with each other, uh, let's go to the what we call our practices. Yeah, when we think of really enjoying and embracing the church life, um, it's not meant or designed to be a one-man show, but really a one-body strategy designed mm-hmm. by God. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking of 1 Corinthians chapter 3, where Paul is kind of talking about this different groups of people that were wanting to align or place their allegiance in one person, and Paul wants to realign their thinking. And so he talks about, hey, I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. That's right. So neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, right? Like that, that's, that's a great place of humility and truth, but only God who gives the growth and gives the increase. And so as we think of this whole church concept, it's not a matter of me, uh, but really a matter of, of we. Uh, God hasn't called us to the results, but God has called us to be resolved just to simply be faithful to him um, as fellow workers, fellow co-laborers together. And I know that next time together, we're going to talk about our partnership and we'll look at a couple different portions of scripture there. But um, when we think of this, uh, you'll also hear from time to time, we'll talk about that as a church, what one of the things that we really want to embrace and practice, practically speaking, is we want to gather together, like, and we're going to seek to do that on Sunday. Like, that is the corporate gathering together. But we also want to grow spiritually closer to the Lord and with one another. And that takes place, yes, on Sunday, but really all the other days, seeking to do that through our community groups and other outlets. We want to give together as well. Uh, that is, give of our, our time, our energy, our efforts, um, our treasures, our talents, all of those things that we've heard. But, like, that's not just a cliche saying. That that's really something that God wants us to to to, to give to Him and give to uh, the church. And then um, we want to go together. Like we want to embrace this mission mindset of this good news is 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 too good 
to sit silently with. We must seek to proclaim this and to live on mission and have that just be a part of the, the daily DNA and walk of not just an individual, but as a body, like this is what we do and this is what God's called us to do. And so um, we're seeking to do that. That's easier said than done, but I, I love the thought of a church body seeking to practice these things and we're going to be working together because really what we're going to find is this not only multiplies our joy, but it divides our burdens. If this all rests upon me, Mike or Mike, it's too much. We can't do it. But collectively, as a church body, by God's goodness and grace, he enables us to do these things and do that joyfully. Um, the final thing I'll say in regards to this is when you think of uh, the New Testament, there's over 51 another's. And so the fact is, God didn't create you or me, and Shonrock hinted at this earlier, he didn't create us to be like an island, but but an island of one, but really unity of all. And so mm. when you think of these 50 plus one another's, yeah. like you can't do that without one another. <laughs> I know that's really deep, right? Uh, but but it's true, and it's extremely practical. How do we pray for one another if we don't know one another? How do we share our burdens one another if we don't know one another? And so these are just some practical things that we're seeking to practice in our day-to-day Christian life, walking with the Lord and being committed and connected to the church body. Thanks, Hack. You know, paper can state our identity, uh, but the people really make our identity as a church. And we hope to set these expectations for future ministry partners through our promise and practices at Gospel Grace Church. I know we, we packed a lot of info into a short window, but for those wanting to support or even join us, this information is important as the foundation of our identity. One, we covered the purpose and pillars of Gospel Grace. And two, uh, we put some action to that through our promise and practices. Make sure to listen to our next episode where we discuss in further details what it means to be a ministry partner of Gospel Grace Church. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for taking time to listen to this episode of Gospel Grace Church in the beginning. This is Mike Schoenrock. It's been a pleasure hosting this episode. And from Hack, Mike, and Mike, we say thank you for listening and we wish you grace and peace.